0: is new york's asset protection roundtable with ted alatzis of alatzis law firm our mission at alatzis law firm is to assist you with the three pillars of protection preserving your assets providing you help and protecting your future Hello, and glad to have you on New York's Asset Protection Roundtable, a three pillars of protection program with Ted Alatzis, attorney and counselor at law, of the Alatzis Law Firm there in Brooklyn, New York. Got a good show for today. We're going to open up the mailbag once again and answer your questions. We'll also have a little legalese of the day, but Ted, first, how are you?
1: Doing well, Ben, and uh, spring has sprung and uh, it's a beautiful day out there, so uh, enjoy, enjoying the weather.
0: I know you and the wife uh, enjoy traveling quite a bit. Do you have any big trips planned?
1: Well, we're we're hoping to head out to Greece uh, this summer for a couple of weeks and see if uh, we can get that on the calendar. We're trying our best.
0: Is that a yearly trip? Uh, probably every
1: couple of years. You know, okay. it's, a, it's a it's a big trip and a big uh, big amount of time on a plane, and I'm not a big fan of being on a plane for a long amount of time. So um so but we try to we try to get out there a few years every few years if we can.
0: I love that. What's the one thing you look forward to when you make the trip over?
1: Um, well, I, I still have family there, so okay. seeing seeing my family, uh, you know. But um, the beaches, I mean, the beaches are just phenomenal. So right. yeah, we, we do we do enjoy those.
0: Tremendous. Well, hope you're able to make that trip and uh, enjoy your your long flight. I'm sure it'll be worth it once you get there. But we got a good show for you today. Again, I'll, I'll remind you if you have questions for Ted that you want to send in to us, or just ask him directly. You can always log on alatuslawfirm latsislawfirm.com or give him a call at seven one eight two three three two nine zero three. As we like to do, we have a legal ease of the day, a term that you might hear during the estate planning process or might have heard mentioned at some point, but aren't quite sure what it means. How about this one, Ted? Uh pet trust. What is that? All right.
1: So you know a lot of a lot of people, you know, in this day and age, and this has become much more popular in the last few years that at least in in my practice, um, have have pets, right? And pets are our family, right? So, you know, a dog or a cat or, you know, multiple dogs or cats and you know, other, other pets that uh, essentially have become part of the family. And when a loved one passes or when they pass, they want to make sure that the pets are taken care of. And so setting up a pet trust is one way of making sure that there's, you know, money and direction as to, as to what's to happen with the, um, with the pet to keep the pet alive, or maybe to ensure that the pet, you know, goes to an appropriate shelter so that, um, you know, the costs of, of maintaining that pet um are taken care of right so you know setting up a a trust within a an estate or whether it's in a in your own trust or whether it's in your your will is is one way to go about making sure that there's there's funds provided and set aside for that purpose
0: is this a common thing i don't know that i've heard about this do do you have many pet trusts that you're setting up i've
1: done a few over the years um and it's it's become much more common in the last five years than than i've ever seen you know certainly but uh yeah it, it does it does happen you know frequently um so you know i've i've seen it we've done it and uh yeah it 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 does happen a lot more than you would think
0: okay very good so pet trust your legalese of the day all right let's dive into the mailbag now and got a few questions i want to answer here on the show today I'll we'll take this first one from Ava. Here's the situation, Tess. She says my ex-husband and I have joint custody of our daughter. He is horrible with money. I know if I pass away, my daughter will end up staying with him as the sole guardian. However, I do not want him to be in control of the money I leave her. Is there any way to keep his hands off the money?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, you know, this is where, you know, planning your estate is is an important uh facet of what you do because certainly you know given the circumstance you don't you don't want to necessarily have the money in his hands so you can certainly set up a trust within either your will or maybe your living trust that it sets aside money and have a, a trustee who's appointed who would be other than uh, your ex-husband um and the purpose of the trust would be to maintain that money for your daughter uh ava so that this way the uh the the financial needs are met uh, and then there's someone with financial responsibility who's not your ex-husband so that the money will be there for the, the child as long as possible.
0: Yeah, I'm sure this is uh, this is a probably I won't say common, but I'm guessing this is a situation that happens pretty frequently.
1: Yeah, it, it does. And it's not even necessarily in the ex-spouse uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes. Um, you know when when a person named or a couple name um you know someone to be a guardian of their children they may not necessarily have the same you know financial wherewithal that the parents do and so they they you know could appoint a trust a trustee to manage the the money while they have another person who's who's taking care of of the child or children so um you know it's not it's not uncommon um it's it's also a good way to kind of have a check and balance um you know approach So that, um, you know, the child's emotional uh, needs and and health needs are being met while at the same time their financial needs are being met and, you know, the two can be aligned.
0: All right. Thanks for that question, question, Ava. We appreciate that. Uh, Next one comes from Elijah. It's a good question about uh, divvying up within your family. He says, after my wife died, I couldn't take care of the house by myself. I sold it and moved in with my son. He remodeled his house and takes care of me and he doesn't charge me rent. So I want to leave him extra money when I pass away. But I don't want to upset the other children. So what's the best way to go about this?
1: Great question, Elijah. So, you know, that we run into a scenario like this, you know, very often. Okay. And and part of that is because, you know, it costs so much to, you know, grow, go get you know grow old in, in the United States. And so you know, rather than, you know, end up in a scenario where you're at a nursing home or something like that, you, you know, to have a, a child, you know, help uh, assist in the care is 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 a beneficial way of, of going about doing that. And so, you know, we we do run into a scenario like this often. There are a lot of different things, you know, we can do here that would make some sense. But the most important thing is communicating, you know, your intentions with your family, right? Let them know ahead of time that that's what you're planning on doing and why. The communication is probably the most important part of this. Uh, and Dealing with um, you know how you're going to divvy things up later, you know that's that's more technical. That's more uh, you know a, a semantic type of thing. The communication is the most important part. Have that communication. Have that conversation with the with the rest of the family. Let them know that um, you know your intentions are to to leave a little bit more to your son. And then, um, you know, we the you know the way the way it can be be dealt with is you know with a very specific uh, bequest and you know a, a, a statement that that kind of says the reason why you're doing that, whether it's in your trust or in your will. You know that 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 probably be the 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 most important thing is the communication.
0: And that's one of the beauties about working with an estate planning attorney, right, Ted, is that you don't have just kind of a cookie-cutter approach to your will. and and It's it's the ability to sit down and kind of lay all this out and make sure you have... The exact plan that you want that fits not only what your goals are but also may you know takes care of your family as well
1: yeah that's exactly it's exactly right it's it's that's the difference between documents and planning right because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day documents anybody can do documents that's that's easy enough you can you can go online you can go on our website and and you know do documents yourself if you really just want documents Um, it's the planning part that's the that's where you know the the real lawyering is done and that's where the the real consultation and the participation um that takes place um where that really you know makes a difference
0: all right, I have one more question here on the podcast that came in from Mike, who says, I want to give everything to my son when I die. I trust him already. Why can't I just give him my house and my investments while I'm alive? Is that a bad idea?
1: So, um, you know, Mike, uh, this would be one of those perfect things for you to listen in on our uh, uh, workshop, how to protect your stuff in three Easy steps, because um, we talk about you know scenarios just like this right there. There are you know real downsides to just giving everything you have to someone while you're alive. First, you lose all control. Once you've done that, there's there's absolutely no way to get it back. So if the relationship between you and your son, you know, falls apart, now all of a sudden you're broke and you're not going to be able to get any of it back. Um, number one. Number two. Um, you know, when you give things to someone and you know they they now own it they possess it anything they can save spend or give away without any kind of um restriction can be taken away from them by their predators and creditors so if you have so so if uh, your son has uh you know two hundred thousand dollar american express bill that hasn't been paid well guess what You're, you've just given american express your money and that not, might not be you know the the scenario you wanted or the the uh the you know the result you wanted so there are ways around that and you know doing a trust putting uh the assets in a trust for example you know, that that's one way to protect that. And then there, you know, there are other other ways as well, but certainly, you know, just giving it away is, is, you know, ultimately probably a bad idea.
0: All right. Great question, Mike. And again, if you have any specific guidance you're looking for, or want to begin your estate planning process, you can always log on alatzislawfirm.com. Ted is happy to help you or anyone in your life build their estate plan and make sure that you are taking care of your family or those that are close to you or the causes that are close to you when you pass and make sure everything goes where you want it to. And again, that's the difference between planning and documents, as we pointed out there just a few moments ago. So uh, if you have questions for Ted, you can also call in 718-233-2903 is the number, but we always appreciate hearing from you on the podcast. We'll answer some more questions coming up in a couple episodes, so send them in to us. Ted, as always, pleasure catching up with you, and uh, we'll talk again soon.
1: Absolutely. Have a great one, Ben. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to New York's Asset Protection Roundtable, a three pillars of protection program. For Ted Alatsis, over at the Alatsis Law Firm in Brooklyn, New York, I'm Ben George. Have a good week.